All right, it is 9.33. Joining me now for gardening segment, Master Gardeners, Barb Lampson and Karen Wright. That's me. Here we are, Barb, and it's feeling like it's April. I know. I love it. I do. Um, there's lots of concerns yes. about the plants, and, and we certainly want to talk about that, but... Um, Let's just enjoy the sunshine. I have seen more people out walking and just enjoying. Yes. yes. And, and of course, uh, yesterday towards evening, I saw a man with shorts on. Oh, yes. And short sleeve shirt. And he was walking with his wife, who was sensible. She was dressed appropriately. <laughs> but I thought, oh, my goodness. Well, you know, Barb, the college students up here, they they're shorts when it's 30 below, so I'm sure. used to seeing that in this, but but I get what you're saying. Yeah, it was it was really something. But lots of uh, families out walking and walking with the dogs and sure. and the birds. I mean, um, the, the birds are coming into the feeder. Boy, if they were uh, uh, in hibernation, they certainly aren't now. They're coming in in flocks, and they're just eating and defecating all <laughs> over. Making a mess. You know. I was outside. First of all, the wooden railing on my uh, steps out front was getting splattered white. And on one warm day, I used a scrub brush, and I scrubbed that clean. And then I decided I might as well do the whole porch, so I did. Oh, my. That looks so great. So then I moved to the back, and um, where you go into the backyard, we have a, a um, an arbor and over the gate. And that needed to be scrubbed up. And it was, you know, this is the thing about the birds. If they're sitting someplace and roosting and they make a mess and you clean up the mess, they're right back there again. I mean, you don't accomplish that much. It never ends, Barb. No, it never ends. But, you know, we have people that are worrying about their plants and with good reason. Well, I actually got a nice email from our friend Micah who has been... A good listener and uh, ask great questions for us. Uh, and Micah says, Hi, Karen. I went to look at my sundial. He's making this cool sundial yes, out of flowers. Yes. And I see that some of the bulbs I planted are starting to come up. I'm thinking this can't be good. Guess if it doesn't get real cold from here on out, they may survive? Question mark. And he said, I also looked at the wildflower seed I planted in December, you know, winter sowing. And thankfully, I don't see anything yet. A little worried as the fresh black soil absorbs the sunlight. Whatever it is, what it is, patience is critical when with the yeah. blissful gardening. And he is right there. <clears throat> and he says the bulbs in question are the crocus and the blue grape hyacinth uh, muscari. And that is a great question, Micah, that a lot of people are asking. And right. Barb did a little research. I, I did. I I was talking to Shane Bujaya at the Extension Service and just asking him in general about what affect this warm weather because we have warm days and warm nights. Right. And sometimes it warms up in the daytime, but then at night it's cold again. And uh, uh, so far as his, uh, uh, let's see, what was his grape hyacinth? Right. Okay. Well, mine never go dormant in the wintertime. Yeah. They're kind of they they stay kind of green. I've got some yes. with the, because those are the ones they go dormant actually in the summer, and then when it gets cool again, they they start growing again in the fall. Yes, exactly. So uh, I would say for that, Micah, for those you don't need to worry, but you have to um, with a, a small bulb like that, make sure you plant it deep enough. I mean, it shouldn't be right right on 
nose close to the soil. It should be a few inches deep mm-hmm. at least. And then always put a, a, some kind of a cover on them. Mulch, yeah. Yeah. With leaf, like If it's leaves, leaves or straw or something like that, and that's a good idea. And if you haven't got things covered, if you've got bare soil showing, I would I would take time to cover that up. Right. If you've got bare soil, because <clears throat> you are right that that dark soil will attract more heat and create more heat. So I know right. I was, uh, some other gardening uh, folks were saying, you know, if if it is starting to get too warm and you don't have anything, maybe take some some uh, chopped leaves or things, or straw, like you said, and sure. put on top to kind of uh, give them a chance to just slow down a little bit. Right, right, right. And as far as the seed goes, I don't think it's going to be warm enough to germinate that seed, but no. again, I would put some sort of a mulch over it. Right. And you know, uh, Micah, the thing is, with the soil, um, it it depends on how warm it is. The soil is actually very cold. Still yet. cold, yeah. Yeah, still cold. So um, I wouldn't worry so much about that. But um, th- if it's if it's not covered, I would definitely cover it. And um, and also, Micah, if you're concerned about plants that you planted, like in your sundial roots, um, I was asking at the extension office, and Shane said that. If you got them in early enough so they developed roots on them, so they got a good start, and even if they start growing now, if they put on a little growth, if they have a a root that's developed enough, even if the top gets killed off, they should grow. But it just depends on how uh, well-rooted in they were. Right. If you got them in really late, they might not have. Right. Which I've got some that were in very late, which uh, the... the, uh, lily bulbs, so hopefully I'm hoping they're okay. Yeah, bulbs are a different thing. I mean, they uh, because they're fleshy, Yeah, and so that's something you would want to make sure that you've got you planted at least six inches right. deep, and that you covered off really, really well. So I would I would watch them. Um, if the If the growth on top dies on them, it would be Chancy, they might come up, but they might not. You well, might not get flowers, right? And that's what yeah. that's what I think is. If you do get some, and they come up, and then they freeze, you're probably not going to get the blooms this year, yeah. which is which would be a really bummer, actually. Yeah, right. And if if I had that happen, I think I would put a marker there, and when it's warmer this spring or early summer, I would dig them up and see if I planted them deep enough. Ah. Maybe they were too too far up so that they really warmed up quickly. You now, know? you mentioned things coming far up. That's the other thing with this freezing and thawing, you get the heaving. You do. And so that can affect your depth of plants that you have in there, especially things like I've had problems with hookera or coral bells. Mm-hmm. Those sorts of things are easy to heave. And so when they do, sometimes you lose them because they're heaved out of the soil and yeah. then up yeah. and down and yeah and that's you know we've talked about that one before and that is a plant that I have problems with you just have to get it at the right level because yep. you if you plant them too deep that's not good either but um and then be sure that you uh put enough mulch around them and sometimes I uh mulch them early when I think there's going to be a frost and then I wait and then when the before the end of of uh, summer before it gets really cold I go in and put pull in some around them yeah yeah right should I you know I've got some too that might be a little exposed should I just add some more leaves or something to them at this point because what else can I do well you know I asked Shane that 
And he said he didn't know. You know, it's it's hard to say because um, if if the soil is really cold, I guess you would keep it from getting any colder. But yeah. uh, he said it's you know it's it's very hard to to say. Most of all, he said if it's a newer plant yep. and a small root, they it's very hard for them they freeze to come back because the root wasn't big enough to sustain them you know the root has to make all the food to do that you know and i've got a bunch of those new ones that i planted last fall too that you got on sale at the fall because you're like oh this is a really good deal i'll have some really you know more plants right but you're right they didn't form the roots probably as deep as they should i'm worried about some of the hostas i've got some of those that are newer too and I worry about hostas. They're usually pretty tough, though. Yeah, they. It just depends on the variety. True, that you know, because some of those old ones that I have, um, I've never done anything with, and they just come through just great every single year. But some of the hybrids, um, yeah, though I know there's some that are a little more touchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've got some. I know I did not mulch the garden, mul- the hosta garden here in town, so right. I don't know what that's going to be for the hostas. Uh, and for me, I'm motivated by how much I spend for the plant. <laughs> if it's something that was expensive, it gets my attention. Let that's me tell funny because that's the one thing I know with the garden groups I'm involved with too. They'll talk about. What can we do? I mean, I know it's not really practical to do it for, for everything, but I've got this one really special thing that cost me X amount. Yeah. So yeah, right. want to really right, be special. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, for, for Micah, Micah, I hope you get your leaves out there. Don't have any bare soil and watch things. If it's, uh, it, you know, when you planted them. And so in the spring, if it uh, started growing and then the top throws back, watch it carefully. It, it may be that it's too young and it won't make it. Yeah, and that's the sad part, but that's part of gardening. It it certainly is. You know, the other thing about gardening is I've been out exploring my garden, and uh, I have become more aware of um, aftercare, after the plant gets done uh, blooming and, and when things go dormant, and are they in the right place? You know, do they need to be divided? Uh, and... I don't worry about things so much like fertilizer because I've been improving my soil now for years and it has has good drainage, has lots of uh, organic matter in it. But I do worry about, hmm, you know, is, is this doing as well as it should do? Sometimes you get so busy in the summer that you just say, eh, I'm not going to monkey with that. I'll just, you know, it's, it's not an emergency. Right, right. You know, and the other thing I know, uh, talking about looking at things, and you can't really see now, but we're going to find that some of the trees, because of the drought, are really going to be affected after. Yeah. This is the third year, and we're still in a drought now. So you talk about looking out at your things. You can't really tell no, from above ground. No. So we're just going to have to wait and see on some of those. Uh, and here again, I think it's going to be how well the tree was doing before this uh, this. Uh, winter. How well and, it was established. Yes, already. how well it was established. And, um, you know, if a tree's been out there taking a beating, didn't get enough moisture, we had such a dry year last year. And they kept telling us, you know, it, it has to be watered. I put the hose out there. 
my one tree in the front yard, which is a ginkgo. I did not want to lose it. It's supposed to be extremely hardy, but it, they need moisture. Yeah. And just put the hose out on low and just let it run and run. But you really can't water now. I mean, I know no, we're in a drought. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be doing it now because what you're doing is then you're going to probably... <laughs> gonna make a mess yeah, and it'll right. freeze and and the thing is a lot of the things like bulbs don't like to be soaked in water because they'll oh, rot no. yeah no absolutely not so yeah being a gardener is a lot of fun like being it, a scientist barb yeah it is it is it's it's like uh, a junior scientist where you try things they work <laughs> or and, they don't or they don't and sometimes scientists are always good about recording what they're doing step by step we're kind of, you know, flying by the seat of our <laughs> britches, so to speak. And it goes in. If it survives, we're happy. If it doesn't, we say, well, lesson learned. You know, uh, get another one. Do something different. So, Barb, do you know what I did? Uh, I think it was this past weekend because I, you know, you can't go out and dig or anything. I took an inventory. Oh, that's a good I idea. I went through my seeds, and I, I thought, oh, where are these? And Jeff goes, I know where everything is because I put it away. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Right, right. And so he went down in the basement, and he dug out all these. I've got different tubs of things with seeds. Some had seeds. Some had uh, heat mats. Some had trays for planting seeds. Because, you know, I'm thinking about I'm going to start some seeds in the near future. And so I went through all my seeds because I was looking through the catalog saying, oh, I need this and this and this. <clears throat> and I realized, really, there was only one thing I needed to order you know, after looking sure. through all those seeds, kind of took an inventory. So I got those in a nice little. Um, it's it's like a filing system. I got it. Um, what do you got? I think I got it at like a Hobby Lobby where. Uh, it's got little plastic containers within a bigger plastic container. So I put uh, the actual little containers about the size of a seed packet. So I'll put like, these are all my beets. These are all my carrots. These That's are a all. good idea. And then I label them. And so now I have those all. And I also found out I've got four or five seed heat mats. And I'm like, oh, I was thinking I needed to buy more. I guess not. And then I was looking other things. Do I have enough seed trays? Right. And I think I do. So the one thing, though... I did have some uh, soil s seed starting mix, mm -hmm. but I did read sometimes you should start new because if that has been open, which mine was open, right. you can still get little fungus and little things in there. So it's best to start fresh with a brand new one that's been sealed so you right. know it's sterile. Yeah, right. Well, that's all really good advice. And I was doing similar things. As a matter of fact, I take my seeds that I'm saving or new seeds and I have a tray that fits in my refrigerator and I put them up there, line oh. them up. And uh, so my husband, who's been helping me in the kitchen, so we have different organization of things. Uh, I said, I can't find my tray of seeds work. Oh. Said, he said, oh, you don't need it up here. I, I put it in the refrigerator in the basement. I said, oh, yeah, but I like to take it out. And then if I get something new, I get it in there right away. I don't want to run up and down the steps. He said, well, it's in the basement. I said, you have to tell me these things when you do that. <laughs> Because I'll be looking all over the kitchen for it. But anyway, so uh, I love his help, and I love that he's so interested in the gardening and that. But I have been inventorying, too, to see what I have and what I don't have. And uh, I have some seeds that 
I have saved from the garden. And one thing, if you're going to be a seed saver, be sure you put the year on it. And if you have any, uh, if you had good luck with it, put that on there or anything else you want to know. And uh, that way, when you go through this container of seeds, you'll see, are they old? Are they new? Are they worth keeping? And it really is... um, Huh, false economy to think that you save seeds and then they're in there and they're old and you plant them and you nurture them and you do all this and then you get nothing. Yeah. So if if the year on them is older, I would just get rid of them. But if they are older, there are some, I mean... Yeah, that still could be viable. So then you can do the old seed test where you take and you put a damp paper towel sure. and put the seeds on there. Maybe put it in a plastic bag and just see if you get any germination. You know, if you put ten in, you get two germinating then you got a 20 percent germination which isn't very good no so then you might say well then i better plant them yeah thick, more thickly or just start over yeah, yeah. i i agree because <clears throat> seeds you have to work up the soil and you have to allow enough room so that as they mature they're going to do really well so if you save a spot in your garden and something doesn't come up it's you think oh my gosh what a waste right. you know i could use that space for something else right. and of course as a gardener um space is always at a premium isn't it oh absolutely you know the, the thing is now i was thinking with the seeds barb a lot of the seeds now that you order will come like five seeds per pack yeah or right. ten seeds per pack so i was just thinking if i've got some older ones of them i'm not really going to have much to experiment with to see how they germinate so that's the thing now in some cases you do have to buy new ones every year because you're not getting enough to save over yeah that 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 is true too and some some packs i've got it's like five seeds for like six bucks i have been reading about uh you think you know everything because you've been planting the same things like like your um uh, lettuces Mm -hmm. and any of your plants like parsley that are green in that and i've been reading about how really we should be considering when we if we want to bring butterflies into our garden we have to have some place not just where they get nectar but where their offspring when they lay their eggs and they uh, eggs develop into um caterpillars caterpillars that they have the food that they need to eat too so there's there's two things that's really important there to consider have you got something that will bring them in a lot of times it's color and then it's nectar and uh, and then something for them for their offspring to feed on. That's why a lot of times I'll get dill that reseeds every year and mm-hmm. I mean it's very plentiful so I'll just leave the extra dill because the a lot of times the cat- certain caterpillars like the monarch caterpillars love those so I'm just like well that's your food I don't want them so you have your yep. so sometimes yep. you purposely do that. Yeah and um, uh, I like dill in my garden because it's that big upright plant which you know supports those holes that you have if you ha- if you're you're planting it should be continuous. You shouldn't have all of a sudden there's nothing. Yep, a big so, dip or something. The dill is really great. Yeah. yeah, and it comes back year after year. It, so it does. is my cilantro. That's the other thing I noticed that loves to reseed is cilantro. <laughs> and I'm wondering if I have this, um, what's called the strawberry blonde, uh, zin- or not zinnias, marigolds that I planted last year. Really? Yeah, and they're so they're kind of reddish, yellowish, they're kind of a, a neat color, but they reseeded prolifically, and uh, and they actually started reseeding and coming back before the summer was done. So if they come back, will they come back true, do you know? 
in terms, no, no. they won't. So not if will, they're a hybrid. They yeah. Won't. So what do you think I'll get? Just plain uh, marigolds. Whatever they were um, hybridized off from, whatever the mm. original plant was. So if they were yellow to start out with, yeah. Okay. So I don't know what. So I mean, I'm going to have. I have a feeling I'll have thousands of those thousands because of there were so many that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just you probably can weed out some. Yeah. And you can just watch a few of them, but uh, you're going to get some variation. That's for sure. And and that's kind of fun to do too. I mean, you know, why not? Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. You you never know. And I'm going to have seeds that are going to come back. Right. And sometimes I have a hard time getting rid of them because I know it's still a plant, but maybe not the plant you want. Yeah, that's true. You know, in all this inventorying that's going on, I also uh, was checking to see what I needed. And I needed potting soil, so I've got that now. I needed another tray, so I've got that now. I um, had plenty of pots, so I've got that. And, <clears throat> and now I'm getting it written down in my journal so when did I buy this I don't want to go to the store and find out that they're out of things when I want it I want it you know right right. yeah it's going to be convenient for me to plant well and actually as far as seed catalogs go I mean uh, there's a lot of sales right now because I know it's buying time and Mm -hmm. so watch for those um, or go like you said go to the store early right um, because some of them will will sell out yeah that's true and be sure you read the small print (laughs) And <laughs> in, in any seed catalog or anything that you're buying, read the small print. As a matter of fact, I bought a name brand of seed and our seed of soil and brought it home. And after I got it home, I thought, you know, this is so foolish. I haven't read the ingredients on this bag for a long time. So I went out to see uh, how much uh, N, P, and K I had. Okay. The nitrogen, the phosphorus, and the potash. And uh, so now I know what that is. It was pretty much as I expected. And I read the warranty. I read all the ingredients. And that's what you do when you have time and you're retired. (laughs) And I thought, this is a good brand. This is great. This is what I expected. But uh, be sure you read labels. Boy, you can be tricked, I'll tell you. Well, and you know, there's also now with the seed starting mix, some are uh, with peat and some are with the core. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to decide, should I get some with peat or core? Because peat is an, one of those they consider a non-renewable source because we're it is, using definitely. up. But then core is a is a renewable resource. But I, you know, and I was trying to decide which should I get. I did get the one with peat because I've had luck with it before. I don't know if you have a preference or not, but I, I couldn't really find, in terms of the uh, ratings, if one was better than another. They, it says they're kind of similar. So I've read several articles about the uh, peat fields in Canada that they dig up and and the dis, uh, desecration to the soil and the, the uh, native plants that need that particular soil. And, you know, if you can make a buck and you've got peat, it's being sold. So that's one of those ethical things that you have to consider. So, yeah, so maybe you want to look at that. and Because uh, after I bought it, I didn't I didn't read before, like, like yeah, you said, right, and then I'm like, right. ooh, should I have? So you might want to, if you want to consider that. And I mean, Yeah, yeah. You know. there's, there's lots of things to consider, that's for sure, including I am trying to eliminate 
plastic in yes. my life. And boy, is that a hard thing. So many things come in plastic or wrapped in plastic. And I'm recycling all that stuff. But I don't want it to start out with. Why can't we do something, some type of um, um, a cardboard thing that um, is put together with maybe solvents that are, you know, from sugars or whatever. Yeah, that aren't harmful. <clears throat> that are, yeah, the whole thing, so it isn't harmful, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I'm part of the Lily Society, and one of the things we always do when we sell the Lily bulbs is we put them in Ziploc bags. Yeah. And so the question was, what can we use that is more... Um, eco-friendly and so we have looked at some some they have some more that are made of type of a paper with a little clear window sort of thing but then i read some of those while it says they will break down it takes 80 some years so i mean you know go like well is that really that much better in the end right so you really have to i think they're working on those things but i think you really have to to really watch what you're getting if just because it says it's will break down is it right right 20 years thousands of years you know yeah right everything probably will break down after (laughs) and and you know the thing is if you had room to recycle everything that you thought you could find a use for in the future we'd be okay right because we we could figure this out but we don't have houses aren't built with that kind of storage it's it's unfortunate but we do need sheds like we had on the farm everything went in the shed <laughs> and then well you know that's the thing i loved about living on the farm is if you needed something there were old scraps of wood or boards yeah and right. you could always go there versus <clears throat> now in town i don't have room to store all these extra boards no, or things no. so yeah the sheds were awesome because oh i need this something i need a bunch of bolts oh here's a bunch of bolts okay yeah. then i don't have to go and you know my favorite story is my brother and i we were always out there getting nails and we always had to save nails even if they were bent and before <laughs> you could start making your favorite project which in the summertime was usually a raft that we hauled down to the river and floated on and we had to straighten out nails it took half the summer straightening out nails and the other half of the time you went to float on your raft and the water was so low that your raft wouldn't float it was it took a long time to learn wait how many rafts did you make barb oh lots of them lots of them because i when we had built on our barn we built 100 feet on the barn in 1976 and that was a year of the drought that's why i remember it because it was a bad year to invest in in things and I wanted to be a carpenter after that. So sure. I took a bunch of the boards that were left over and I went down and I built the raft down by the, the cow pond. Yeah. And there was a couple of big barrels. I don't think they're oil barrels, I guess. And put them underneath and I was going to have a raft. Well, the problem was the oil barrels had the hole in the top. Oh, sure. Well, so guess what? Yep, you sunk. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> and you know, this is, I think, when I was 12. But then I decided I didn't want to be a carpenter. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, my brother and I were always, if we weren't building a raft, we were building a treehouse. And we had to have a pulley system to get the boards up in the tree. And, oh. my, and my mother would say, okay, that's fine, but I don't want to haul anybody to the doctor with oh. broken bones. <laughs> as if that, you know... That, <laughs> That didn't prevent us from going up there, and right. she didn't say we couldn't do it. So we finally found out that we needed to find trees that were straight and together. And if we had four of them, so we had four sites, something oh, to sh- attach to that went a little better. And uh, 
And then the, most of those were pretty unsafe. That's funny, yeah. Oh, say, I wanted to let you know that Puxatani Phil did see his shadow yes. today in front of thousands of spectators at the Gobbler's Knob in Puxatani, Pennsylvania, which is part of the annual Groundhog Day tradition celebrated in the United States and Canada, which means, according to the legend, we're in for an early spring, and given this week's weather, uh, yeah, that yeah. might be right. I just wanted to say one thing about talking about potting and that. For me, the things that plants that I would start indoors, it's still too early. Right. Unless it's, le- how do you say that one that's the flower that less licentious? Oh, that's the one you're supposed to start in January, I know. Lysianthus. Yes, yes, I said yes, it wrong. Right, yes. right. That's the one you're supposed to start early, but that's the only thing you're supposed to start. And right. and I don't start those, I buy them. Yeah, right. They're, they're <clears throat> yeah, too much work. Right, right. But for, you don't have to, um, if it was bachelor buttons or marigolds or anything no. like that, way too early. Although onion seeds now is the time, because I know Harvey yes. would say onion seeds, but anything else, it's too early, right? Right, right. And if you get the itch, though, Barb. You oh, well, absolutely yeah. you do. So here's what you can do. Repot your house plants. I'm repotting. Okay. Yes, yes. And, and boy, does that make a difference for them, too. Is now the time, then? Yeah, do it it's, now? it's okay. a good time. It's a very, very good time. And then water them really well. Okay. And just go one size bigger in the pot. Which means like maybe an inch or so around the yeah, outside of that, it. Right, right. And with good drainage. Right. You do that and you'll come out of this winter with beautiful plants and maybe if they haven't been blooming, they'll start blooming for you. All right. Thanks, Barb. Thank you, Always Karen. Always great to have you. Bye-bye.